Happy Halloween, everybody. Hello, everybody. Happy Halloween. Four whole days by the time you guys are listening to this till we get the uh, the opportunity to scare the hell out of people and not get arrested <laughs> or, in my sake, go and get some candy on be- the behalf of my child. So <laughs> we're so glad that you're here joining us again. Apples and oranges, yet another spooky and albeit our last spooky episode for 2019 or Halloween themed episode. This has been a heck of a good time. Yes, we've had a great time discussing Halloween. Um, traditions that we have, different things that people do for Halloween, and everything Halloween related. So, um, just a quick re, uh, just quick preview of what's coming on in November. We're gonna have Thanksgiving themed episodes, and in December it'll be Christmas themed episodes. Food on food. I'm so excited. Yes, I mean <laughs> November. The theme for November is gonna be food. I mean that is the theme of that month. So, um. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, we want to bring, we have brought back our co-host, Cherry. Hi, happy Halloween, everybody, uh, for another exciting episode. This is like your third one, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is my third one, actually. Aw, we, we feel so special. I just know it's because I'm the best. Oh, <laughs> just kidding! Just kidding. I'm the most readily available. I mean, there's you go with being the best. I'm sure all the other fruits that have been involved in this aren't going to disagree with that. There's not going to be like a standoff. So this week's episode, we've kind of, I mean, last week, what did we even talk about last week? You talked about we talked about horror nights versus not so scary versus Hello Scream. Honestly, so Apple has had to remind me of that episode topic like 15 times. I have no idea why, but it doesn't stick in my mind. So we've done candy. We've done, you know, costumes, all the scare houses. Costumes. Freddy versus Jason. Um, stuff like that. This one is going, it's not even a this or that episode for us. We've had a couple of um, submissions for just creepy hometown, or hometown horror stories. We've done some research on our own, and it's great for Cherry to be able to be here because she's bringing some of that West Coast style to to this episode and stuff like that. So we we'd asked for several weeks, kind of in build up for this, and uh, and pretty freaking excited. Did a little bit of research myself on the good old BFF Google, yeah. um, <laughs> Google, some YouTube videos. So oh, YouTube uh, videos! Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. She well, did her really research. Fun. Like she's excited about this topic. I, I can tell. And as about as excited as I can be about horror and gore. It's amazing. So this uh, yeah, this week's episode, we are gonna do ghost stories. And, ooh, just, ooh, and, the sun is setting in my area, so it's like perfect timing. And it's already dark in my area, so bam. <laughs> and I lost my child in the Walmart parking lot 20 minutes ago, which is a horror story in and of itself. So bam. So wow, uh, we are so ready for tonight's episode. <laughs> but wait, I have a question. Uh, orange. Uh, yeah, yeah. Orange. Yeah. Orange. You never responded to my text about how I don't dress up for Halloween. Did I get it? Yeah, you did. You should have. Yeah, you didn't respond. So you didn't give oh. me any thoughts about that, which I thought was I really shocking. On you. Well, okay. So to be completely honest, the wife and I, I think we've touched base on this. We um, 
have never really done like a couple's costume this year. We are planning on doing one for Halloween. We do have a Halloween party after I record tonight, actually. <laughs> and I think we both decided that we're not going to dress similarly for that, for the party itself. Hmm. But um, it's. <sighs> so tell me why again, because I can't remember this text message. Nothing. I just, I think it's a waste of money and I also just don't want to put the time and effort into it. When but I go, you realize see, that like I, costumes nowadays don't have to be extravagant. I mean, you could. I mean, there we had a whole episode on simple I know, costumes. I know. And when I was listening to it, I just was laughing at you guys because I was just like, really? Like you guys really put a lot of thought into this. When like each year when I get invited to like Halloween costume parties, I just don't go dressed up at all. So seriously, so this year You're like a party pooper. Yeah, I go as myself. <laughs> That's terrifying enough. Uh, oh, sorry. That was a joke. Like, I was laughing. I thought it was funny. I'll be completely honest. Like, so any of our costumes that we do do on average, like one year it was funny. This was during the, the heyday of, a, uh, of Bush being in office. And regardless of your political stature at that time, it was kind of tumultuous for a openly gay democrat so i dressed up super conservatively and went as a republican one year um <laughs> the i do they're not super this year i'm going as like a, a creepy doll See, so like it's not oh. hard yeah like, yeah okay like last year i tried i attempted but i waited like two hours before the party and i got annoyed because i couldn't find what i wanted to be so i just said f it and i just went as myself yeah, but see, oh. like, for this show for Halloween, I'm going to be Minnie Mouse because I have a Minnie Mouse dress. It's literally, like, a dress. The top is polka dot or black, and the bottom is red and bl- red and white polka dots. And then wearing my Minnie Mouse ears. It's not difficult. Baby Cat is going as Luna Lovegood, and that's where we were at Walmart for not to find. We, we thought about taking, like, and getting, like, robes for Ravenclaw and everything. And instead, what we're going to do is she got these... I found these. I'm pretty excited about this. I found these super awesome tights that have like thing like bright colors all over them, kind of like Luna would have worn. Hmm. And she picked out this like one piece outfit. It's like a top with like uh, a pleated skirt, but the pleated skirt is in the colors of Ravenclaw. Ah, very so cool. Said, and that's something she'll be able to wear after Halloween. See, so it's not difficult, Cherry, to dress up. And like I said, I think next year. Peer pressure is going to cause you to actually dress up. And again, it's not hard. Like, literally, I'm wearing a dress to work, which I wear anyways. See, we don't get to dress up for work. That's our issue. I don't think we do. Because if I do, like, I just bought, like, a blood-splattered bow tie. So I guess I'd still be a business professional. <laughs> See? You could be a zombie business professional. See? I think next year you will. We'll find out. Super easy. I did one year. I just did – I went into the – um like Salvation Army or a thrift store in uh, Goodwill. Apples and Ice. Yeah, something like that. Um, and found some scrubs and like ripped them and put paint or blood all over them. And I was a surgeon. Hey, you know, I, I actually am going to make a long story short for one of my races were the three caballeros. So I went to Goodwill <laughs> and found a I've, Wait, what? The three caballeros. It's the it's one of our... Um, caballeros. A, Say it right. Caballeros. Sorry, the three caballeros. <laughs> the whitest sounding like, version. <laughs> so I went to Goodwill and found a sweater for $3, and I'm going to make it into a vest. Like, it's not difficult. Yeah, but you have to put the time and energy into it. And I can just wear my um, 
Charlie Brown, great pumpkin shirt and be done. It's gonna I did. I did at Walmart, at Walmart. I literally did just buy a skull T-shirt to wear tonight because I'm not gonna have time to dress up tonight for it. See, it's, it's not that. difficult. Hmm. I think. It's, I think it's you so think it's difficult. Like I think a lot of people when they go to the Halloween costume party, the Halloween party, you know what I mean? They put a lot of thought and effort into their costume, so it seems like it's really that difficult. And for some people, it is. But I mean, if you think about it, it's, well, it's you not, can make it as easy as you want it to. It's not difficult. They just love it. Like my bestie loves to dress up every year, and she does like full blown makeup and everything. And like when I went to her Halloween party, she was like kind of sad that I. sorry so the wife she like as far as dressing up for her it's all about the makeup yes that's my bestie right it's nothing she's not worried about costumes for her i i hope she's still planning on doing the the creepy doll she's gonna do it as well because she has like a almost like a wednesday adam style dress it's black with a white collar and she's gonna do like pigtails, I think, and then just creepy like makeup with some sheen to make it look like she's had her head bashed in as a doll. Hmm. And that's stuff. It's not. It doesn't take a whole lot of time. And even tonight when we're going, she just asked. I found this stuff at Walmart. I was kind of excited about it. It's like an adhesive face um, stuff that you can put glitter on your face. Huh. Well, she's you know. Gonna, See, it's, not, it's not difficult, Cherry. I have faith in you. I think you can do this. I'm going to peer pressure you into doing it, but if you do, you do you if we ever what about your dog? You don't dress your dogs up. I don't. I I dressed up Barkley one time as a mailman. Oh, I'm sure he was super cute. He was super cute, and then he that was it. That was it. I don't think you part of it is I don't think I wonder how involved your neighborhood or your um local area. So, like, I know you kind of live in a bigger city than than I. Oh, no, 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 like. I, I live in a big city, but, like, oh, no, people, like, go all out out here. Like, I, I need at least a minimum of three bags of candy to handle the trick-or-treaters. Well, see, like, not even as far as trick-or-treaters go. As far as, like, the, the area, the local city that I, that I currently live in, tomorrow we are we were debating either doing the fair, which I haven't done the fair in nine years, and I'm kind of sad we're not going to do the fair. But um, they do this thing every every like halloween with a humane society for it's called barktoberfest and you take all of your dogs so we're gonna take maggie moo our big rescue and she has a mickey mouse costume Uh, so everybody takes their dogs out and there's a bunch of vendors there and you just show your dogs in costumes they have something like that out in phoenix because my nephew tagged me in it but did we make it negative negative well i'm just saying like my dogs all have hot well no two of my three have halloween costumes not this year because we won't be home for halloween but you know i mean it is what it is it's a fun time it's a fun time to dress up and be somebody else who you're normally not monday through friday whatever your work hours are that's so maybe you like me huh i had a i like she me liked- <laughs> well i would hope you like you <laughs> Positive support of yourself doesn't mean like you've never you've never had the childhood dream of being Wonder Woman. No, I haven't even seen the Wonder Woman what? movie. Go ahead and drop. That's that's go ahead. That's going to be a whole other conversation. But you could be the Mexican version of the Israeli Wonder Woman. 
<laughs> Anyways, okay, so moving right along to our topic, we're going to start off with Cherry's, um, Cherry's story. So, Cherry, take it away. Do you want to do that or do you want to do, like, back and forth? I'm going to, like, oh, I thought we kill your her, idea. I thought we let her tell her stories and then we ask questions. Okay. 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 So, okay. so I... Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So I Googled uh, scary stories in the state of Arizona. And I'm going to do these ones first because I don't know these very well. So I literally have to read them off Google because my other stories, like, I know firsthand because I listen to them in real life. So uh, Jerome, Arizona is one of the hauntest cities in Arizona and so they have the Connor Hotel which was built in 1898 and there are a ton of spooky occurrences all throughout the bar area hotel rooms and upstairs but rooms one and two have the most ghostly activity which includes everything from hearing the radio randomly turn on even when it's unplugged They see spotting figures standing from the room at odd hours. And there is at, and then here is the ghost story that happened there. Anna Hopkins, the wife of a local mining company chief engineer, believed that her husband was in some kind of relationship with a local school teacher and decided she was going to get revenge on her own. So in 1922, she threw carbonic acid into the teacher's face downstairs. That's a little brutal. Right? Downstairs in the cafe of the Connor Hotel. So rumor has it that the school teacher survived and she survived her injuries and she relocated to another city where she later died. Um, but nobody ever knew what happened to Hawkins because she eventually was convicted for assault, but her body like was never found. So she's the one that haunts the hotel? Possibly. Did you say Hopkins? Hopkins. H-O-P-K-I-N-S? Hopkins. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Sorry. Like that just... Hello, Stranger Things. So, so oh. what would you do? What would you do if you were staying at said hotel, and all of a sudden the radio turned on? I'd cry. That shit. <laughs> I'd be down there at the front desk, like I need another room. Well, that's if it's in what that one room. Let's be serious. It's in the entire hotel. I'm sleeping in the Prius. <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's be <laughs> So, I mean, seriously, like, if I'm pretty sure there's people that want to stay in rooms 101 and 102 just to see if they get. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. But I personally would be like, give me any room but 101 and 102. Heck yeah. I wouldn't even say that. That's the whole point. Like, no, no, thank you. Is there not an entire, like, can I get the days in down the road? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think, I think. People just want to be scared. Like, I'm sure if you try to go out to Jerome this weekend, you probably couldn't get it. You probably couldn't stay there. It's probably already booked out. So where is Jerome, Arizona? Jerome, Arizona is north of where I live. It's a good, like, mm, two, three hours. 
Have you have you been to said hotel? No, I've personally never been to Jerome. My my mother-in-law came and visited us a couple years ago and she went to Jerome just because it's a it's a cool little town and they've got a bunch of cool little restaurants and shops and everything, but we I had stuff going on that weekend so we weren't able to go with her, but it is on our to-do list. So I have a question, Cherry. How much how many and this is just something um I don't know if I've ever told Apple this one but like I've had this conversation recently. I can't remember. One of my like secret enjoyments from my youth. We didn't grow up a lot with like watching aliens and all that stuff. It was um, Wild West movies. So I was born in New Mexico, and we were stationed there not once but twice with my dad as I was growing up. So we grew up a lot with Billy the Kid. And oh Tim yeah. Stuff like that. So how many stories that you're going to tell us today or how much of your research brought you to the idea that so much of this is surrounded by the wild, wild west? Um, well. Or any. I'm going to say just none because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I've lived in this state for seven years and I really don't know too much about it. Honestly. I mean, I could, I know more about like New Mexico ghost stories, but I figured Apple was going to talk about some of the ghost stories back from home or that's what she had said, texted. So yes, I, yes, I have one from home. So I what? had to uh, kind of see what's going on in here in the good old Grand Canyon state of Arizona. Isn't Tombstone in Arizona? So Tombstone is south of where I live. And okay. yes, that one's all like Western stories and stuff. But surprisingly, when I Googled like haunted stories in um, Arizona, Tombstone did not come up. Jerome came up all over the place because it is apparently the hauntest um, city in Arizona. Do you have so I will say, uh, last year we drove out to um, Cherry's house to go drop my son off with her, and uh, we did stop at Tombstone, and we like, like we did the tourist thing in Tombstone, and um, one of the places in Tombstone it was like this hotel, and um, they said that they this hotel specifically said that they were haunted, um, and she gave stories about it now. I don't remember the exact stories that they said, but they did say that that one specific hotel in Tombstone on the main road there is haunted, but they didn't say much about any other part of Tombstone. It's probably just that hotel because um, Jerome came up with like, I have right now 10 stories from Jerome, but I'm only going to share the top two that I thought were the creepiest. Okay. So. so what's your second one? Okay. My second one is called, oh, not that one. This one. Um, Jerome's Grand Hotel. So Jerome's famous old hospital, I think these are always the best, Turn Hotel is often called the most haunted place in town. It was built in 1926 as the United Verde Hospital. This was actually the fourth hospital to be built in town and operated until 1950. It maintains a spooky presence in town sitting on the hill above any other building and can be seen from nearby communities. As the hospital of an old mining town, there's no doubt this building saw a lot of horror and a lot of deaths during its 24 years of operation. Hotel guests regularly report numerous incidents. These include everything from hearing keys, attempting to unlock doors, items moving in the rooms, sounds typically heard in the hospitals, and other odd occurrences. Okay, so here's my question. Who the heck... Looks at a hospital and says, you wonder what? We can make a hotel. 
<laughs> it doesn't work anymore. So people want to make a hotel out of it. That's yeah, not but- fair, Apple, because I'm going to mention one of my current city's hospitals that was turned into a business building. Well, I know which, which building you're talking about, but I would, I, I can understand. Okay. The story you're going to talk about, I know that, I mean, they've turned it into businesses. I don't think I would stay in a hotel that was a hospital. You also don't watch horror movies, though. I'm going to say, like, it's an entire different, like, group of people. So, I mean, let me finish. Um, Mm -hmm. There was one haunting in particular that comes from the hospital's old maintenance man. His name was Claude Harvey, who was found dead in 1935 from a gruesome elevator incident. Some hotel workers report hearing or even seeing him briefly still working on the floors downstairs. Yeah, that would creep me out. That would creep me out, too. Like, what is this gruesome elevator story, though? (laughs) So, I will say this. Your voice is very creepy-like right now. It's kind of cool. Like, you're adding to the... Because I'm adding to it. That's the whole point, right? I know. I love it. I'm just saying I love it. Um, Like, around, like, a campfire. Yes. Like, you're, like, we're around a campfire, an an imaginary campfire out camping. Not that I would be camping, but eating my dog pita chips while listening to you it's well, perfect i mean like that's that's the whole point right i mean we're telling yes, ghost no. stories i i like it i'm just saying i like your special effects i'm a fan <laughs> okay i'm so glad all right uh so did someone want to go next uh, are, those, are those the other ones you have i have other ones but i i didn't want to like you know we can circle back around i know that we want to make sure that everybody gets some, but I really like, I'm going to be honest and I know it's going to kind of make me sound like a jerk, like slightly disappointed not to, to have a wild West horror story. I'm sorry. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I didn't think about that either. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Well, um, okay. Orange, you want to go next? I have a pita chip in my mouth. Okay. Oh, sorry. Apple, I'll go next. Go next with your one okay. story. No, I have, I have other ones. So I did, I have the one from home, which I can say for last. I did, um, so you did research on um, ghost stories from Arizona. And I have, um, I have a ghost story from the town that we, that I used to live in, in the Panhandle. I have some on the Tampa Bay area. And then I have the one from home. So I'll go with my one from the Panhandle. Okay. So um, me and Orange used to work at a mutual location. And there was rumors that one of our, businesses was haunted apparently i'm sorry what it was was. like it's true it's haunted so apparently back in the day a salesperson was murdered on the grounds of this said location and um her body still haunts the grounds of the said location like at night like the ice will just go off by itself or things will fall off the shelves like and you don't see it because they actually don't even keep this location open 24 hours a day anymore. It shuts down. Wow. It's not allowed to be open 24 hours a day anymore. And so because, they have cameras. Because of all this? Because yeah. of all this? Yeah. No. Because, yeah, that's what I heard. You know it's not open 24-7? Because of its location? Okay. Yeah, because of where it's at. But we'll, we'll, we'll interject when you're done. Okay. So, anyways, they have cameras in the store watching, you know, all the time. And you will literally see, like, the ice go by itself, things knocked off the shelves, things like that at, like, 2 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so the people who have worked at said location, they all swear that this this one is haunted. Now, I have been in this one multiple times. You know, ice has never fallen out of the ice machine while I've been there, but I've been there during the day. You cannot pay me enough money to be in that store at 2 a.m. I'm just saying. It's creepy. The energy mm. in the store is creepy. So there's a couple things that Apple is failing to mention. Just as <laughs> Just as a fun note, um, and this isn't even one of those couple things, that was actually the first store that I was supposed to manage. Was it really? I was the manager for two days and didn't even report to it. And then something happened at the one by the armory and they promoted me. It is right next door to a funeral home. It is. Oh, I should have mentioned that. It is right next door to a funeral home. Oh, that so, makes it so much better. It's so much creepier. It's also in a less than savory part of town. The first store that I actually was employed at, the first location, it's actually half a mile down the road. And that one is open 24 hours a day. And I was hired to work midnights. So that one, the energy there, just that side of the highway in general, like I rented my, my the first home that I rented separate from my parents with um, an ex of mine from many, many years ago was like a mile and a half up the road. The entire energy energy of that stretch of road is terrifying. But that store in general being right next door to a funeral home and then being subject to, it's not just the story of a former employee being murdered. There is always substantial acts of violence wow so i will say this like that i'm a firm believer that that story is haunted like a firm believer like entirely yeah and like i said i've known people who have actually physically worked in the store who swear that i mean every like when you go and you talk about the different stores that are there everybody always says oh have you heard of the haunted one i mean it is known for being the haunted store it's still open i have no idea how it's open because there's two additional branches within a mile and a half of that store but yeah, it's it, well i think it, at this point is kept it's there because i mean the ghosts su- make people go yeah. like <laughs> the ghosts are supporting the store it's, it's because the owners of the company are haunted in their sleep and not allowed to close it it's really just <laughs> it's such a creepy location but uh, but yeah that is my story i'm sure i'm sorry i didn't use creepy voices like cherry did but and i left out the part that is next to a funeral home i'll try better on my next stories uh, maybe maybe i'm gonna have to tell our home story <laughs> i can tell our home story thank you very much are you gonna make it sound hispanic enough <laughs> i'll try i'll try so okay orange tell us your story oh like i have to tell you only have okay so i have a few um well no we're going around telling stories so you're telling one yeah one at a time two oh i did say two huh but yeah, you said two about the same place which is ironically enough very close to where apple is currently at um and literally when i googled this town this is the only one that came out and it says okay <clears throat> this is eh, this is the the love story of rachel and george Ooh, do tell uh, rachel uh, was a beautiful young woman this is in 1830s goldsboro north carolina um who was incredibly picky about her suitors and many of the women in the local town hated her because the goldsboro in the town 
or it, at the time was more of a just city hub for the local farmers surrounding. Um, and it's big on and cotton and tobacco, which is just normal general facts. Anyway, so they would do their dances and all the male suitors from in the town itself, as well as the, the young men from the um, surrounding farms would come and try and pursue her. And Miss Rachel was incredibly picky and was unaccepting of their attention. So she kept sending them away. And then one day, a young gentleman named George um, came back from university and she got instantly enamored with him and decided that she was going to take the first step and introduce herself to him, which during this time frame was unheard of. He rejected her pursuits. Of course, yeah. Of course, and within a few months, um, her health declined and she passed away. That's so really sad. It is. It is. It is said that at her deathbed, she told um, her friends and family that if she couldn't have him in this life, she would have him in, his, in the next life. Several months later, George uh, is said to have been walking down the road by the cemetery plot where Rachel is buried and noticed a general creepy mist. This mist is said to have reached out to George and he placed his hand into it and it instantly froze, froze, (laughs) froze and was maimed. (gasps) So he was unable to use his primary hand in a predominantly farming area of North Carolina, therefore became an entirely undesirable partner. He lived the next 32 years. Jesus. Unable to work. um, And was therefore never married. Um, His tombstone is, and I've seen pictures of it surprisingly enough, there are two hands it's his right hand and it's said to be the left hand of rachel embracing um and on her tombstone it's just her left hand holding up a bunch of flowers in the hope of love that she was going to get to experience on the back of george's tombstone if you look at it in the right light the mold or the just general growth of decay for a tombstone that's been around for nearly 200 years or 150 years you can see the outline outline of rachel but everybody in the local area says that he embraced the fact that he lost his opportunity with rachel and she was able to have him in the next life because he could not or she could not have him in the life that they lived together Wow. Can you go to That's this? That's a good one. Can you go to like, these like tombstones and see this like in per- real life? It is. It's an open cemetery in Goldsboro. Um, I actually know where the cemetery is. I've, I never went, but I was interested to hear that it was still there. I'll be honest, watching and looking at the pictures, I did not necessarily see the outline of Rachel on the back of his tombstone. I did find it creepy that a who had been openly pursued and was surrounded by so much. I do. I've seen pictures and I've seen the actual tombstones themselves where you can see on hers, it's a hand holding up a bunch of flowers and hope. And on his, it is um, two hands embracing in, in a loving embrace. But 
the local townspeople obviously have gone kind of crazy for it. Either way, it's it's he was maimed and never be was never able to get married. So karma, bitch. <laughs> a woman. Uh, what is that? What is that? A woman. A woman scorned. How hath no fury as a woman scorned? There you go. Oh. All right, so Apple, do you have another one you want to share? Because um, well, Cherry's no, already. Cher- well, Cherry, do you have another one, or we you already did your two? No, I have more. Okay, okay, go I mean, for I the have next one. Two, so go, go for it. Okay. Give me creepy voice. <laughs> creepy voice. Okay, so uh, we went to San Antonio this past February to go visit my sister-in-law, and she took us on a ghost tour of San Antonio that they offer at night. And because San Antonio is one of the most haunted cities in the country, not well, just because in- it has the Alamo for the yes, love of God, because of the Alamo. But um, let me tell you, after after that, I I couldn't sleep by myself, and now I question. Okay, I have a random question. Has anyone noticed of hotel rooms that have a thirteenth floor? Have you ever paid attention? Ironically enough, okay, so Japan does not have a 13th floor in general for this very reason. And so does San Antonio. <laughs> so, but anyways. All right. So they have some really, really creepy stuff going on over there. So uh, my favorite story that I got from that night was the uh, Emily Morgan Hotel. So the Emily Morgan Hotel is seriously, like, it's the tallest building in San Antonio. And it is, like, the nicest-looking hotel, and it's really expensive to stay there. Because we looked it up after we heard the ghost stories just to see how much it was, and we weren't willing to pay that to go. Plus, it's haunted, so why would I stay there? (laughs) So... So who, okay, let's start with who is Emily Morgan. Emily Morgan was a colored woman back in 1924. And back then, she was a free woman. And, you know, back then, people of that color were just mostly like slaves or waitresses or servers. They weren't, they weren't free. But she was. And so during when she was alive, she was a medical like person, like what is it? Nurse, nurse. Yeah. So because the building that is the Emily Morgan Hotel, of course, used to be a hospital. Of course. Of course. Do you see a theme going here? Oh, yeah. There's there's themes that are all this. So um, but it's it's named after her. And I can't remember the reason why. But anyways, that's beside the point. So in this said hotel, workers have to sign stating that they realize they work in a haunted hotel. Because so much stuff happens at this place. They say to never take the elevators because they have a mind of their own. So on the 14th floor, that used to be the um psychiatric floor the loony floor the loony floor and a lot of stuff like un unexplainable things happen like furniture moves lights go on and off doors won't open the elevators get stuck there so and then in the basement 
Um, the basement consistently reeks of rotten eggs. They cannot get that smell out no matter what they do. Because what was down in the basement, what's normally down in the basement, fill in the blank here. The morgue. The morgue. So, and then they even have a ghost bride on the seventh floor who apparently she was murdered on her wedding night in the hotel, said hotel, after it was the hospital and therefore haunts the seventh floor to this present day. So did you go in this hotel? Or did no, you, just you don't you about go it? in there. You stand outside and you look at it. <laughs> I ain't going in there. I ain't going in there. However, I will say this. Like, it's it's fancy. Like, you can see, like, the gold, like, trimmed stuff in the windows. And it does look super nice. And they've really remodeled it really well. But workers workers have to sign that they're agreeing that they do work. In a so kind of like a non-disclosure, they sign for that. Yeah. That they realize that, you know. Crazy, unexplainable things happen. Hmm. Hmm. And if this hotel was much more in your price range, would you stay there? Yes, I actually would. I actually would. Now, they say that, like, the first floor and the second floor, that not not that much stuff happens. But uh, I don't know if I would be willing to stay on the, like, you know, 14th, 12th, or 7th floor. But do they charge more based on what floor you stay on? You know what? I didn't even look. It was just over my price range. <laughs> so I was just wondering if they charge because I mean, you're guaranteed a haunt. So therefore, I mean, you know what I mean? Well, like, you know, like I told my husband, I said, you know, the next time we do come, like, I mean, let's budget and let's it's it, it's a really nice hotel. Like you can tell it's really well kept and stuff. And uh, we're hotel snobs. So, um, you know, I said, let's totally stay there next time. And, you know, I'll just, as long as, you know, he sleeps with me and, you know, we'll be fine. <laughs> Would you stay? I mean, no. I mean, like, it's really nice. Like, you can look at pictures and it's, it's a super nice hotel. No. Orange? I would not stay. Orange? Orange. Why? Well, I, sorry, I'm sorry. Would I was you something and totally spaced out on you guys? What was the, so? Would you stay in the haunted hotel, the Emily Morgan <laughs> Haunted Hotel in San Antonio? Yeah. So I literally was listening to all of that, and I was like, all I heard was orange, and I'm like, what? What? No. Um, you can't pay me to stay in a haunted hotel. Really? Exactly. What are you afraid of? Ghosts don't uh, hurt you. All right, the creepy shit that's happened at my family's life. Like, nah, we ain't playing that game, sister. I love you, but there's been some weird stuff that we've experienced, and I just don't would rather like life itself is scary enough without experiencing something that I can't control. Hmm. So Truly. next time we go, I think we are going to stay there, and I'll let you guys know if you survive. Like, <laughs> I just won't take the elevator. I'll take the right. stairs. All the stairs, <laughs> and lug your luggage up to the 14th floor. Nope, not staying on that one. Not staying on that one. But what if that was the only room they had available? There's other hotels. <laughs> well, the whole point I thought was to stay there and get scared. Well, that's not the. I mean, it looks like a really nice hotel. The only reason why I want to stay there is because it looks really nice. 
So you're talking uh, you're talking to the girl who stayed at the plaza for her thirtieth birthday. Must be nice. <laughs> she did say she is a hotel snob, just saying. Yeah, just saying. Okay. I'm really excited about this uh this hometown horror story that you're about to tell. Well, no, I was going to go into horror stories about the Tampa Bay area. Oh, okay, that's fair. Okay, okay. So, um, so I Googled, um, again, Google, or just B- other BFF, um, Tampa Bay, yeah. ghosts in the Tampa Bay area, and I fa- apparently I need to head, I need to go on these haunted tours of the Tampa Bay area, because apparently that's the thing to do in the Tampa Bay area. There's so, so much fun. Um, so, I will say this, I did um, many years ago, about, well, I think it was about four or five years ago. Uh, me and um, three of my friends went down to Tampa for a Janet Jackson concert, and we had paid to go on a haunted tour. But then, like in the around like lunchtime that day, they called and refunded our money because they had to cancel the tour for that night. So I was supposed to go on the haunted tour. We just never went. So I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed about that. Actually, our guest host to- for our next episode, she was the one who I went with. But anyways, that's a totally different story. So, um, according to Google, there, well, there is a theater in Tampa called the Tampa Theater, and this, this theater opened in 1926, and it's still around today, and uh, they show classic movies around today, and um, back in the 1940s, there was a man named Foster Fink Finley, who was the theater's first projectionist, and he worked in the Tampa Bay Theater in the Tampa Theater, like I said, in the 40s, and he died of a heart attack in 1965. Well, the staff at the theater says that he still he is still in the theater because he was a chain smoker. And at times you can see cigarette smoke hovering over the air of the projection booth. And you can also, if you sit in the back rows of the balcony section, you can smell cigarette smoke, even though cigarette smoking was prohibited a long time ago. Hmm. So there's also the ghost of Rosa Ria, who haunts the theater as well. Um, there was an organ that used to be in the theater, and she would play the organ. And um, she died, and apparently she is still there protecting said organ. Um. One time somebody accidentally fell and was going to fall into the organ and all of a sudden moved away and fell next to the organ. And they say that she is the one who moved him as he was falling. So he would not, so he would not fall on the organ. Wow. And they say that you can see a lady in white pacing the backstage area. And they say that is her that is pacing the backstage area. And there is also a man that sits in room three, sorry, sits in seat 308. Mm-hmm. That, not to be specific, that um, <laughs> you can, like, you see a form there, but there's not really a man sitting there. Hmm. I really want to go to the Tampa Theater. I'm just saying. I would okay. not sit in seat 308 or the balcony, just saying. okay so in tampa in in the city of tampa there is a city called ybor city ybor city was founded in 1985 and it was built on the backs of cuban and italian immigrants who came to america 
Um, the big thing about Ybor City is that's where they would roll cigars. It's a very famous place for cigar rolling. And it's actually a city within Tampa. And the kind of cool thing about Ybor City is there's like chickens all around Ybor City. I have and- a restaurant in Ybor City that I've been told many, many times that I need to go try. Continue. Sorry. Um, yeah. And actually, Ybor City is famous for their... Um, their Cuban sandwiches and we actually went on a tour of Ybor City and it was actually really really cool like Ybor City is a really cool place to go I've actually done um, yoga in Ybor City before so um, anyways so back on March 1st 1908 there was a the largest fire in Tampa and it was in Ybor City and it consumed 17 city 17 blocks of the city and an unknown number of adults and children perished in the blaze. And store owners who have since rebuilt over these 17 blocks say that you can still hear the laughter of the kids who, who were playing in the streets who had since died in the fire. That's creepy. Yeah. So um, it was also because of Ybor City. And again, it was, you know migrants coming and everything so the um the the mob was really big back then and um in Ybor City in Ybor City the mob was really really big back or yeah (laughs) and so they were saying that um a famous mobster Charles Lucky Luciano was gunned down in front of the El Dorado Hotel um and then later um his the brother of Al Capone's bodyguard was also killed in a hail of bullets passing another car in front of that same place. Hmm. And so it is said that their ghosts roam the area. Now, the most famous um, haunted place in Ybor City is the Don Vicente Hotel, which is considered one of the most haunted buildings in all the United States. Um, it was built in 1985, and the structure served as a hotel, meeting house, and a medical clinic. Are we seeing? <laughs> are we seeing a theme here? So, um, Jose Luis Aviana Jr. and his disembodied, disembodied nurse are said to haunt the basement of the of this hotel. There are also reports of a mad doctor who experimented on patients and burned the bodies in the basement incinerator. Mm. It says when the hotel was operating room, when the hotel was operating room 305 in particular was a reported hotspot of paranormal activity. Ghost reported, guests reported seeing apparition of a man at the foot of the bed. Other common hauntings in this hotel included flickering lights, creaky, creaky footsteps, doors opening and closing and faucets turning off and on. (sighs) Again, would not stay there. So why do you think, why do you think though, like if they rebuild things out of a hospital, why do you think that they become haunted? Is it because spirits just can't move on? Spirits never left. Oh, that's my opinion. So there's one more. So it says in another haunted venue, the Cuban club, which is again, is in Ybor city. Um, It is built in 1970 and it is named one of the most haunted buildings in the U S by the travel channel. The hauntings at the historic club are attributed to the ghosts of two people who died in the building during the 1920s. One is an actor who committed suicide on stage, and the other is a board member who was murdered by a fellow board member during a heated argument. Um, they say that if, if you go, visitors have reported hearing a piano playing by itself, 
The elevator moves up and down, although no one has pressed the buttons, and the entities walking the halls are dressed in period clothing. Mm. Yeah. Again, I'll pass. Um, So I will say that, like, um, there's more in these. Like, there's a whole, like, Ybor City is, like, seriously haunted. Um, But it's kind of cool. Like, I really want to go on that ghost tour. You should. It'd be fun. They're a lot of fun. Maybe when my husband can walk unassisted, we'll go. Um, but yeah, so there's so Ebor City, one of the haunted places in America. Who would have known? Hmm. Apparently, there's really good food there. So I would there is really, really, really good, really, really good food there. There's actually a restaurant called the Columbia, which is like in the heart of Ebor City. Amazing. They have the really, really good food. And they do have flamingo dancers every Saturday night. Yes. Friend, my friend, um, who I used to do another podcast with, he he told me he literally told, has told me many times, go to Ebor City, eat at this restaurant, watch the flamingo dancers. I will legitimately pay for you to go. So I have not seen the flamingo dancers. I have eaten their food quite a few times, um, and it is excellent. And they have the best um, fried plantains I've I've had in a really really long time. Can we go the next time I come into town? We can the next time you come to town. We can totally go. Yeah. Okay. Super. Okay. Okay. So, what's your next story? Because I have one more when we're done. Uh, yeah. Let's. I'm gonna try and run like run through. I have some for my local town. I have one that was given to me, so I'm gonna do like two or three back to back because I know we've been on recording for a hot minute. So, um, I have a friend of mine who I used to work with uh, at our mutual employment location, who is from Kentucky. Um, she's kind of close to Louisville. So she gave me two that I kind of want to touch base on. One is the hometown that she grew up in. There's something called a witch's grave. Ooh. Right. It's legitimately what you would expect a witch's grave to be. There was a local young lady, um, near the, about the time frame of the Salem witch trial. So we're looking at like late 1600s, early 1700s, who was more, more than anything, she was uh, a homeless young lady that the town took care of. And everybody loved her until she started telling um, the local people when they were going to die. Creepy. And That's creepy. She just ended up being right. <gasps> right. So they ended up stoning her. Of course. Of course, because that's what you do. Like, if there's somebody who can predict your death, you stone them to death. Of course. Uh, instead of using that to your capabilities or your powers to, like, avoid death, but whatever. So there apparently is still a stone mound uh, where they stoned her and covered her body. And my friend actually has a stone or did when she was younger, had a stone from that pile of stones and said that it was just creepy in general. Why would you have one? <laughs> why why it's kentucky i just i just okay I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take a stone home me I'm neither just i would me not neither. like if, it, it if buried a witch why would you take that home like i would take a picture of the stone but i wouldn't take the stone home she's not like i don't think she's a witch in my opinion it sounds more like she was like a psychic and it just kind of went the wrong way and she was homeless but whatever it's a whole other podcast episode other um other things she shared with me is have you guys heard of Waverly Hill Sanitarium? No. Negatory. Okay. It's in Louisville, I believe, or it's in Kentucky. Um, and it was a huge sanitarium that was opened up for the treatment of individuals with TB Ooh. and 
Yeah, and became kind of one of those um, homes, not only for TB patients, but for mentally ill patients. They would just, their families would kind of um, submit them to the hospital. Like admit them? Admit them as as wards of the state and um, the local hospital would take care of them. Her father grew up right up the road from there and this if you watch the travel channel at all this one is mentioned quite a bit and we've got what five days four days until halloween so if you watch like ghost hunters they've done this hospital a multitude of times because not only was it tb you had like mental patients that were treated again inappropriately common themes hospitals two of mine have hospital themes so they um he talks about or he's he, he tells stories to his daughter who she shared a couple with me briefly about how he would ride his horse of course we're in um kentucky and this is kind of like in i'm not even sure the time frame it was when the, the sanitarium was still open but he would ride his horse up and down the road and you could see them drop the bodies down the chute oh my they god had, they had shoots for bodies like that's a thing in a state-funded hospital but also, you would see them release the rats that they tested treatments for TB on. Ew. Ugh. <laughs> like, you've got TB-infested rats running around Kentucky. You know, Do we even want to talk about how germaphobic that, like, oh my god. You know, I know you're crawling. For the record, my boss has TB. It's not contagious, but she has it. How does she have TB? We still have no idea to this day. Is she in a third world country? No, she doesn't. The woman is afraid to fly. We think like, we think she got it from counting cash in the counter and breathing uh, in and breathing in all that stuff. No, I bet she got it from somebody because isn't TB somebody like, caught like it's it's, it's like res- respiratory droplets. Yeah. Yeah. So it's contagious. So if she coughs on you, run. It is it. highly contagious. But she doesn't have an active one, so that's why she can come to work. Uh, well, no, it is actively it is highly contagious if you are coughing and your respiratory droplets come out and it gets on you and you put them into your sinus sinus cavity. That's how it spreads. We need to have this conversation and I'm glad you're leaving in eight business days. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, like, I've never heard of an unactive case of TB. Oh, no, it's a thing. She has a card from the state of Arizona saying that she can be at work, but she does have tuberculosis. Are you serious? Yes. Why would I make this up? You failed me. Um, So, did you want to do, I know that Cherry has done, like, three stories. I have just kind of one general creepy or two creepy little tidbits for my the town that I live in currently, but did you want to do yours or Apple, or do you want to leave that for last? Because yours is like um, <laughs> I can do mine now, or why don't why don't we end with mine? You do your tidbits, okay. and then we'll end with mine. So the town that I currently live in is um, has been challenged. They have challenged some of the uh, other towns on the east coast of Florida. It's the longest established European settlement in the United States. It has recently been discovered that a couple of other, it's really the parking lot of a bar um, that the wife and I have gone and sung karaoke at. They found some, um, the 
they just found some things that I, I guess it was like tools or I don't even know if it was bones or whatever that predated everything that was found over there on the East coast at uh what's that town? St. Augustine. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was like, Og, Og. Um, so the town that I live in currently predates that and is the, the longest continuous estab- European establishment in the United States. So you know that there's some history here. Mm-hmm. Not we have a fort that is right up the road um, on the local beach that my wife works at that I worked at for years. I've never actually gone and explored the fort. Creepy enough. But there is the story, the two stories I want to tell you. There is a lighthouse that is on the, the local naval airbase that you can go and explore. And during this time of year, they do local um, haunted walkthroughs but it is said to have six continuous hosting spirits and one of those hosts is her name is ella um in the early 1900s the the lighthouse itself has kind of a house attached to it she died she hemorrhaged um giving, giving birth to her child and there is a blood stain that is still located on the wood, and they have tried everything they can to remove it. They've bleached it, they've sanded it, and that blood still exists. Wow. So, okay, that's creepy. Right? And you can go to the lighthouse. We've been to the the museum, the, the Naval Air Museum, quite a few times. We've never made it to the actual lighthouse. But obviously, I want to now because I want to see this creepy blood stain that won't go away and see if, like, Degreaser, I'll make it go away from our local employment location because it makes everything else go away. Other location, there are several like homes that predate modern builds that you can go and explore in downtown that are beautiful, beautifully built. But I'm not going to go into those stories more so than I am the one that I think that Apple knows that I'm going to reference. the the major hospital in our town there's three of them but one had a former building uh that predates it's from the late 1800s early 1900s its heyday was about 1915 it is now been closed down but it has been the owners of the building had hopes of renovating it They've renovated the lower two or three floors. It is now open to yoga studios and a couple of different restaurants. And Apple, have I taken you to one of those restaurants before? Yes, you have. And I've actually taken multiple uh, friends of ours to those restaurants, too. Because you loved it. It's a wonderful pizza parlor. It is really good. <laughs> it's creepy. I even took my father-in-law there one time when he was when he was visiting us because we liked it so much. Wow. It's great pizza. It's fantastic going to the bathroom though is creepy so it is creepy it is said that um and the owners of the building dispute this it is said that the lower floors where two of the restaurants are located used to be the morgue the owners of the building dispute it stating that 1915 there was no location for them to store bodies so they either went directly to the families or they went directly to the funeral home I find that hard to believe because there's always going to be a location where you have to store a family until or a body until somebody can come get it. Uh-huh. So you walk down this hall, this, this creepy hall, 
and the lighting is creepy. I don't know if it's just because of the old electricity or what it is. And there's these little like office rooms off to the sides where you know, you know, it's the basement of a former hospital. You know, you know, something <laughs> This is something I did not know. On the fourth and fifth floor of the same building, which is still open, they I guess they have like real estate agents that are up there or whatnot. I've never actually gone to access it. Um, there are multiple stories of nurses that you can hear the steps of going up and down the hallways because those floors are where they kept most of the 150 patients that they were able to house in the hospital. So I will say this last Halloween, and I don't remember why you didn't go with us, but what was the last Halloween Halloween before? I don't know. Uh, me and my husband and this Plum, and um, she brought a significant other at the time. We went on a Halloween, um, like it was like a, like a, it was a, it was a, supposed to be like a tour of said of said location. Yes, yes, yes. And they had like. So we went to different floors and they did like plays of like different things that happened on those floors of hauntings from those floors. Hmm. Did you, was it creepy? Um, some of them were creepy. Some of them were a little weird. Some of them had nothing to do with the hospital. But I um, like I the reason why um, uh, Plum was super disappointed with that. Yeah, she was because I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be way more creepier than what it was. But it, it did have a lot of interesting stories about about the hospital and about the nuns that ran the hospital and the right. different um, the different it's, floors. Still to this day, it's a very um, religious hospital. So they, like, literally, you cannot go and have, um, you can't go and get your tubes tied there. <laughs> Random. <laughs> Random fact, they don't perform those procedures unless it's life and death situations. So it's, it's the food, if you ever come into town, Cherry, I promise you, even if um, Apple's not here, I will take you to this restaurant because you will be floored. Yeah, no, it is. It, they have really, really good pizza. I've taken um, our mutual friend who, who's a school teacher there. Um, I've taken my father-in-law there. I've taken a lot of people there because it is, it's a really good food. I just don't need to go to the bathroom. Don't. Um, if you do, um, I'm just going to say. It's funny, um, the, there's a sister restaurant called, uh, I'll go ahead and say the name, it's called The Vineyard, and that, it's an uh, upper-scale restaurant, and it's on the same floor, but they have a little, like, garden, and that is Outside. where, we, yeah, we went um, and showed Baby Cat um, Nightmare Before Christmas there, because they did it out on a big screen That's in the garden cool. area. Even going into the bathroom after that simple of a movie was terrifying. Oh, jeez. Well, it's because it, it's like, the bathroom, I've only been to the bathroom there one time, but like there's writing on the walls. I mean, it's obviously people have like graffitied on the walls, but it adds to it. And the lighting is just, it's creepy. I literally have been one time and I was like, done. I don't need to go yep. back. So I need to pee before we go and I can't drink. Oh, that's the best part is the beer. <laughs> <laughs> they have, I mean, it, I highly recommend this place. It is really yummy. Uh, but yeah. Or if you want to, just go to the bathroom just to wash your hands, just to say you've been. Or anyways, tell the okay. So precursor, um, in touching base with the episode that we did last week, this is the one house that I've ever experienced as a haunted house that you're about to tell that actually scared me. Wow. So okay, so my story is from the town that me and Terry grew up in. 
So we grew up in a town on uh, the Rio Grande River. And there's a story about a lady named Maria. And Maria was um, one of the most beautiful ladies in the Pueblo where she lived. And stop me if I'm wrong, Cherry, because this is the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to stop you if you're wrong. Okay. So she... Uh, so she was the, the prettiest woman in the town and she, one day a wealthy businessman came in on his horse and he, she fell in love with him and they got married and they had two boys. And I was always um, told a boy and a girl. I heard it was two boys. They had two children. They had two children. Okay. They had two children. And, um, as time went on, Maria's husband stopped because he was a businessman. So he traveled all the time. Well, he stopped coming home as often as he used to, to the point where he was hardly coming home at all. And she had his two children. And one day he came home with a new wife. (laughs) And Maria could not handle this. And she went to the river and drowned her children. Yep. And so Maria, therefore, then died shortly thereafter as well. Because she hung herself. Because she hung herself. I was getting to that. (laughs) Uh, And so Maria's spirit now haunts the Rio Grande because she not only killed somebody, but she committed suicide. So therefore, her spirit cannot leave the earth. So if you are by the Rio Grande at night, you can hear somebody saying, mis hijos, mis hijos, donde esta mis hijos? My kids, my kids, where are my kids? There's a woman, you can hear her voice saying that by the river at night. So growing up, you would hear these stories and you would not want to leave your house. You would not want to be near the river because you did not want La Llorona, the Maria, the crier, to find you and suck your soul, basically. No, she goes after young children to replace yes. the children that she drowned. That she that she killed. So, Halloween Horror Nights, they did this house. And this was the first year that I ever went. And you walk into a... I don't know if it's just because culturally it's terrifying enough as it is. You walk into a scene and it's supposed to be an old Catholic church. And there are like four or five women mourning the loss of their children. And then it transitions into another room where you see her drowning them. And it's just, you know that the, the pain that she felt not only from the score of her husband, but also the pain she felt in knowing that she sacrificed her children. Yeah, she mm-hmm. sacrificed them. Um, so Cherry, did I, did I tell it correctly? What did I miss? You didn't miss anything. The only thing that I would say in, in our hometown, we do have a part of the Rio Grande river, which is called the Yorona river, which you can actually like, you know, barbecue and hang out with. And, you know, just, you know, as a local, you don't stay there after nine. You don't, you don't stay there after dark. You don't. 
because you can people have said that they've seen her they swear up and down that they they've that seen her that she's in white walking the walking the banks of the Rio Grande looking for her looking children. for her children and then they can like literally hear her like I mean I've heard so many stories about people staying at the river all night and camping and like seeing her and all this stuff so is it real now now have I ever like heard her or seen her no no me neither personally no but I mean, we grew up with that. Oh, yeah. And Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah, it is like Bloody Mary. But it's, it's she she's very famous. And it's funny because when I moved here to Arizona, there's like a similar story that my friend Vanessa told. Oh, that my friend told me about. And I was like, she's like, I don't believe it because I think parents just tell kids that so that they can come home before dark. No, she's real. Here's the thing. I think so many of these cultural stories, even so much as, like, just to transition into what we're going to talk about in the next, like, month, Santa Claus. These stories are created as a goal in order to terrify our children into acting the way that they need to. I will say this. So, my son um, is in Boy Scouts, and when he transitioned from Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts, he went on his first camp out. And on his Scouts anymore, just saying. (laughs) <laughs> and on his first cups on his first boy scout camp out of course what do you do at camp outs you tell ghost stories so my son in okay so you're fifth grade when you become a boy scout had never heard the story of la llorona what and no he had never i had never told him the story i mean like it's not Fail. it's big i know it's big at home but it was not big where we lived at the time which was in the panhandle. And so he went on this camp out and he heard the story of him and his friend heard the story of La Llorona and it scared the bejesus out of them. <laughs> and he came home and he was like, mom, so-and-so said this story. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, it's real. So <laughs> It's real. Like this is legitimate. Oh, you know what? Next time huh? we go home, we should take him there. We should take him there. <laughs> so um, last year when, Last year when the story, when the movie came out, because the movie recently came out, I think it was last year or earlier this year, we wanted to go see it. And we're like, hey, do you know the name of the, do you know the story? He's like, uh, yeah, remember back in fifth grade, so-and-so-and-so said the story. And I was like, oh, that's right. And it was funny because the scout leader who said the story, his wife texted, was like, hey, are you going to go see this movie? Because my husband remembers scaring your son with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's a le- and they're from, um, they're from an area near where we're from. So it's mm. funny because it is a story that, I mean, people from the Southwest know, I think in our opinion of where we're from, know that story. It's a very famous It story. is. It's very famous. It's all over. Side note, did you ever see the movie? I did see the movie. I closed my eyes for most of the movie, but I did see it. <laughs> so, um, I think it did do it justice. There, the problem is there was no river. In the movie, it happened in like in LA. Lame. Um, I didn't. I didn't I, see it. I didn't. I didn't see it. One because I'm not going to watch that scary movie in the theater, and two, I just haven't had time to watch it at home. So ritual. Yeah, I can't do the ritual. Yeah, can't do your ritual. <laughs> so I think. Do I think it did it justice? Mm, yeah. I mean, was she after kids? Yeah, she was after kids. Um, do I think that? And they talked about, and they showed how she was by a river and she drowned the kids in the river. But I think it has to do, I think the story would have been better had it happened in a town on the river. Then I think it would have been better. But I mean, it, it happened in LA. What can you say? It's lame. Sure. Um, 
so to re- real quick to wrap up, we do have our um, three questions. But Cherry, thank you very much for joining us with your scary stories and your spooky voice. Oh, you're welcome. You did so much better than the both of us did with our scoop. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Maybe I should quit my day job. <laughs> And you and go host are you afraid of the dark can we like have a moment of silence to realize the fact that halloween is about to be over and it's about to transition into this chaotic two months of our lives for the year <laughs> my life is already chaotic regardless of the holidays <laughs> you about that we just had a moment where i was like do you even have a weekend free between now and 2020 and you're like yeah the weekend after thanksgiving wow well yeah i'm a little i'm a little busy so okay our three questions so here we go I will start off with Cherry. Would you rather do dishes or laundry? Jeez. Um, laundry. laundry. Cherry. I mean, uh, orange. What fruit am I? Um, <laughs> do I have to laundry? You ha- yeah, you have to like wash it, dishes. fold it, dishes. and put it away. Dishes. There's a dishwasher for that. That doesn't count. You can't use a dishwasher. You can't use a washing machine? Well, yeah, you well, yeah, you use a washing machine to wash. We're not talking about doing it by hand on the board in a bucket. <laughs> I can't use a dishwasher. No, you can't use a dishwasher. My life, like, <laughs> um, I hate putting clothes away. It's still gonna be dishes. I hate putting clothes away. So for me, it would be um, I would rather do laundry than dishes. Yeah, because okay. you can sit there and watch TV while you do it. That's how I catch up on all my shows. If you notice, Orange, I only text you about one of our shows one day a week because that's when I do the. That's when I watch it. It is Sunday. I got. You. Yeah. So, um, because yeah, that's what you do. Like I do the I do the laundry and I watch TV. Okay. So, would Cherry? Would you rather own a fire breathing dragon or a dire wolf? A dire wolf, hundred percent, all the way. To say that when she threw such a fit about the question. <laughs> okay, uh, Orange, what would you rather have? I have like a pint-sized fire-breathing dragon that sits on my shoulder like a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever size you want, you can have that fire-breathing dragon. That pint-sized fire-breathing dragon that sits on my shoulder like a parrot. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Orange. I want a pint-sized fire-breathing dragon. Oh. You know how much fun I'd have with that? Oh, my God. But a dire wolf is so loyal, and it would it's like, I mean... Uh, so what a pint-sized fire-breathing dragon? But I'm sorry. I want a ghost. I just want my own ghost. That's all I want. Do you want me to buy you the pop figure of ghost? No. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is a coming because your birthday already passed. Okay. <laughs> so, since we have been discussing Halloween and horror and all things Halloween related, and this is our last Halloween episode for 2019, <laughs> we, have, we have a question. So, if you could pick one character from a horror slash gore slash scary movie to <sighs> actually converse with, who we, and this would be like give like for instance, um, Jason doesn't talk, so we would pre- pretend <laughs> Jason had the ability to talk. Pick a character, and who would you who would you oh, converse with? Man, skip me because I got to think about this. Okay, Orange. Nope, you you first. Okay, for me, um, I would pick Freddy Krueger only because he is my husband's favorite. That's he's only- also creepy. He carries on that conversation well. 
Um, and he's a good conversationalist, you know, when he, when he tells you he's going to kill you. So um, it would be Freddy Krueger only for my husband. And hopefully my husband would be there to converse with him. Because like I said, Freddy Krueger is my husband's boy. And he would, it would totally make his year. Oh, my God. Okay, Cherry. Okay. Um, oh, this is such a hard question because I like I, so I texted many. you this morning like at five o'clock in the morning. I know, and I and I've been thinking about it all day because I really can't. Okay, I think if I'm gonna have to pick anything, it's going to have to be Dracula. Why? Because I she wants her clothes to fall off. <laughs> No, (laughs) I think it's just because like he's a really old and I'm just thinking about all like the stories that we could talk about like think about like you know we could talk about this century and him be like wow like you know or he probably knows about this century because he's probably still living so so would you go because I know there is a mansion in Transylvania that you can stay in that supposedly is where Dracula was oh, no. at some point in time would you stay there well you, well actually you can't stay there because my friend who moved to uh oh my god where did she move dang it Transylvania. no she 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 went to transylvania but she lives in oh my god i can't think of it I'll, it'll come to me but anyways no she went to dracula's castle and you can't stay there but you can tour it and it's actually really cool because it has all of the type of like torture how people would be tortured in the dungeons and it just she went to castle dracula and it was amazing would you go hell yeah it's like on my bucket list i told her i want to go visit her where did she go bulgaria that's where she moved there it went she moved to bulgaria her husband got a job out there and they sold like everything in their house and they literally picked up and moved and they're in Bulgaria now, and she gets to travel all over the place because it's really cheap to travel out there. And yeah, when you're in Europe, it's cheap to travel to other European. Yeah. Countries. So she just, she said it, I read her blog and I saw all of her pictures, and it's like on my bucket list now. Okay, Orange. Who would you pick? I can't remember his name, but it's the doctor from uh... Jackal and Mr. Hyde. No, 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 no. From Silence of the Lambs. Oh, um, Hannibal, um, Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter, because yeah. he's so incredibly deranged, but also a genius. Like he would make my mind spin in a way so, that I don't... go ahead. So you would, for like intellectual purposes, you want to talk to him. Like I love to be challenged in general. Um, and he is an absolute genius, but also, like, why do you like Chianti? <laughs> what is it about liver that is so enjoyable? Like, stuff like, stuff like that. Like, I, I want to say, like, so, obviously, Halloween is one of my most favorite movies, and I have not had the opportunity to watch it yet. I think that is actually, we just started introducing Baby Cat to horror movies, and she's done really well so far. I think that's going to be the one movie that I introduced her to this year before Halloween. Um, so I want to say Michael Myers, but I feel like his, I honestly think he is obsessive compulsive about his sister, and any conversation that we have is going gonna, is gonna to go back to his sister. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever gave you that idea? I have no idea. With with Hannibal Lecter, 
there is a level of genius there. It's just worth giving it some time. Hmm. Good to think about. Good, Good to think Good about. Choice. So, um, again, to, to recap, thank you everyone who has joined us for our Halloween-themed episodes. We really appreciate it. We wish everybody a happy Halloween on the 31st. May you get all the candy that you want. Be and, safe, guys. Yeah, please be safe out there trick-or-treating with your kids and as yourself. Hey, by the way, my HOA posted a list of all the houses for candy and all the houses that the adults can go to for liquor. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> my, husband's like, my husband's like, really? They posted it? I was like, yeah. I was like, huh, I might need to think about that for next year. So, again, everybody have a happy Halloween, and we will see you soon with our, with our food-themed episodes. Woo! Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.